is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And it's the Real Kipper and Born show coming off a well-deserved day off yesterday. Was it? I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> we I'm took it Probably regardless. not, but I'm saying it anyways. I like it. It's good. And uh, I don't know if we even kept score in our golf game yesterday. Sammy, you did. I know that. Yeah, I always got, I always got the watch going there. The Golf Canada app, if I do... Say so myself as a spectacular. I know Sammy rap. was one over in the front nine. He yeah. was. I was more than that on the back. <laughs> but did you keep score? I did. Yeah, I, I held it together pretty good. I finished well. You did. Yeah, I almost. I, f- I finished better than I did in the front as well. I think I ended up eighty. Eighty. Okay. Yeah. I was, I think, six plus six in the front, and maybe plus three in the back. Nice. What is that? I think you're the same as Sammy. I think he was eighty-one. Yeah. Right in that range too. Yeah. Anyways. Pretty good, fellas. Did we miss anything important yesterday, you think? No, I think we picked a great day. You guys didn't off. hear that they they hired Haley Wickenheiser. She's the GM of the Leafs now. Oh, my God. No, it didn't happen, Kim. Oh, it didn't? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought it might have. You wouldn't want be, some people skating off the road right hire. now if they're I in know. their cars? I know. Sorry. Joke. That was a joke. Full joke <laughs> on that. Just picked a random name out of a hat. Could have been Sam. All right. You guys want to pick up on, uh, on that theme of... Finding a general manager for the Toronto Maple Leafs and, and just note that, uh, again, a one-hour show. We're on summer hours. Doug McLean, we're going to try to track him down. Apparently, he's on vacation somewhere in the Alps. I don't know. Portugal, no idea. Hiking. We'll try to track him down. Because what do you have on this guy that he's willing to come on our show from vacation? <laughs> the Listen, man is on the Camino Trail in Portugal. Uh, he's literally not on this continent. Honest. I don't believe that we can call it off the rails Friday without him. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, He's the we're, force that drives it off the is, rails. He yeah. is. We're too professional. <laughs> okay. And he is we're Doug McLean. We're too professional. <laughs> That's what everyone always says about me. This show, What's that? too professional. You know what, Sam? You're a good guy, but you're just a little bit too professional. Too That's up. what I think has happened on Fridays. So that's why I go and I search for the guy who um, can... Completely put us in a ditch. That's right. <laughs> so let's let's recap where we're at. Okay. Shall we? Sure. As of right now, the Leafs don't have a GM. San Frank Saravelli has tweeted. Um, he said that I'd expect Toronto to interview at a minimum Jason Botterill, Mark Bergevin, Brad Tree Living, and Peter Shirelli. Of all the things we're going to talk about today, that is one. We're going to talk about your article on John Tavares. There's some rumor about Dubas's agent. You know, and there being a conflict of interest yes. with other players having an agent at the same yes. company, agency. Uh, Kachuk's in the final. Stars extended their series. We're going to get to all of it, but that's the state of affairs right now in the NHL. Jammed, packed. So, out of the gate, the biggest name out there, of course, Brad Tree Living. Mm-hmm. We believe that there was contact. We believe that uh, there's ongoing discussions, probably through the weekend. We don't expect anything to happen, at the very least with the Toronto Maple Leafs and a general manager job probably till mid next week. Nah, no rush, right? right? Tons and of time. You, you're, you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You, you go and name a guy today or tomorrow. You, 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 you haven't done time. your due dig- diligence, yeah. you, you, you knee jerk reaction, go get the, so they're going to have to, Brendan's going to have to go through half a dozen names. But you know what? In terms of hiring someone for this job, 
if you are interviewing for this job, the thing you have to do to be prepared for the interview is have answers to what you would do with their current situation. So I don't think that not hiring any of these guys yet means they're not thinking about it. I bet you all of them are thinking about what would I do were I named GM and I'm going to have to have these answers. So I think those guys are probably preparing just in case. I sure would be where I'm being interviewed, but unfortunately my phone has not rung yet. Kipper's phone is ringing right now. Is it you, Kipper? Yeah, it is. Is that, uh, is that Shanny? No. Not calling for me. I know that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Well, he might be calling he, he for might a different be calling, reason. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for someone now to come in, it, it would be strictly as a general manager. We mentioned some names that some might be interested in, like, you know, would, would Doug Armstrong, who's coming off the world championship now, uh, go back to his owner and say, hey, listen, I mean, what are the possibilities? Some mentioned George McPhee. Mm. Uh, Jim Nils surfaced up uh, through uh, uh, through the media now. Uh, do you think like anyone that would come in would have to find out for sure, like if if this thing by chance gets worse, and this time next year, if if the heat's on, even replacing a Brendan Shanahan, that these the people that they're interviewing now would want some reassurance that they're going to be around for two or three years, or if there is more changes a year from now, do they get thrown out with the bathwater? I guess the only way you can be comfortable in that is just getting term. Like you just, I need five years or whatever it is. And reasonably, I think to judge a GM anyway, I think five years is pretty much a base timeline, isn't it? Like, or four anyway. Can't do less than that. The one thing that I think about is like, Brendan Shanahan's got to be a little careful here because you don't actually want to uh, hire a guy that could take your job in a year. Would that be the concern? Yeah, I don't hiring, know. Hiring your successor. I, I hiring know, your but, successor. No, I don't think Doug, that's right. But if it's you went out and got, job. but if you if you went out and got Doug Armstrong, that would be. Oh yeah. That would be. Uh, right. A little bit. Because you could see concerning. Doug being like, I'm, I'm just oh. speaking. If I was in Brendan Shanahan's yeah. shoes, yes, and I'm like, okay. Uh, do I find someone who's absolutely locked at the GM role and you can never see him as a president or, or anything moving up? Or, you know, do I, do I have no choice but to go get the best guy regardless of how secure I feel in a year or two? I mean, it is stupid to not <laughs> hire the best guy available, right? Like, I understand in terms of the power struggle and succession and keeping your role and all that, but, like, you want to win Stanley Cups, and that'll keep you hired. And if you hired the best people, that gives you the best chance. All yeah, right. To me, you got to go with the best guy, even if it is the guy who can take your job. I will say that looking at the names that Frank put out there today, you know, Peter Shirelli and Mark Bergevin and Jason, ba- like those names do sh- send a little shiver down my spine. Like I don't like I, I you know I would. Prefer Kyle Dubas probably to those. Listen, we we can look at all those names, including Brad Tree Living, and say, uh, "Where's the success?" Yeah, I mean, Shirelli, he they won the cup right under his tutelage. Long time ago. Yeah, 2010. The only time the Bruins didn't choke in the playoffs was when he was the general manager. (laughs) But yeah, we're closing in on like 15 years ago. That's a long time. I I I I don't even really you know I forgot that he even won it. I that list of names to me is. Not exactly an inspiring one. Yeah, and tree living of them may be the most appealing, but it's 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough spot here. One thing we were talking about before we came on, I said to you, Kip, like, do you think that they would fire the coaching staff or a coach or whatever prior to making this hire and let the GM pick a guy? You said it doesn't typically happen that way. Well, I, correct me if I'm wrong off air, but you said, wouldn't it be better for Sheldon to have more time to go find a new right. job if, in fact, they, they are going to get rid of him? Yeah. And I just said that that has never been the case since I've followed yeah. uh, any of these type of stories as a broadcaster for over 20 years. That's the least of their concern is Sheldon finding another job. They'll make that decision when they, they, when they need and, and have to, whether it's and he has July term on or, his deal anyway. or August. Yeah. He has term on his deal anyway, right? So they're like, look, he's got another season to get paid. At least another. I don't know if he has two, but we know he's under contract. Yeah. And typically, you know, teams do like it when you do find another job because it takes the money off of their payroll. You can't, you don't get paid by two places. Man. No, no. I remember talking to Bill Guerin as a player and he was getting paid by three teams. You can get paid by three teams as a player, just not a coach. Yes. Yeah. My understanding is that, uh, if a, if a if a GM has term and it's big like Babcock, yeah. If Babcock was to have found a job, then the le- then they'd have to negotiate the terms of him coming out of his contract. Right. So let's say someone hires Babcock for four million dollars to coach, but yeah. he's owed six point five from the Leafs. Yeah. Maybe the Leafs still pay him two point five. Correct. Yeah. And I I don't even think you can do fifty fifty. Maybe it's more than that. Yeah. Right. Where the team has to pay probably 60 or 70 percent if we take him off your hands you know maybe you know we're willing to let him out of our contract if you eat 20 30 percent 40 percent i don't know what i don't know where the cutoff is Tough to incentivize a coach like babcock to come out of retirement if he's not going to make additional money to do it right no sometimes you just want the opportunity yeah. and if you had yeah, a, you if you had relevant. a year or two and you're guaranteed four more somewhere else i see then, you have them extend yeah yeah, yeah. Then you've, okay you've okay. got You've got great incentive yeah. to keep going. So uh, do we Do we all believe that Kyle Dubas is heading towards Pittsburgh? Because I do. You do, do you? Yep. And I think he's he's going after the whole kit and caboodle. What, president as well? Yes. What? Yeah, I do. I think he's everything that uh, I've, I've watched and, and, and observed. This guy is a guy that wants it all. Do you think that behind the scenes, coming to the end of this deal, the Fenway Sports Group found a way to talk to him and said, this is what's going to be available to you at the end, and he, or even more during the tumult, they went to him. And so he found the confidence to go back and say to the Leafs, I actually, you know, change of plans. I want five and a half million and I want autonomy because he knew we had that deal. Yeah, I mentioned to you guys yeah. a long time ago, plan B. I don't know for one second how you turn down... 20 to 25 mil or whatever it was. Uh, four million or four and a half million and then go back to them four days later and ask for an additional six million dollars without a plan B. So something came up that made him confident enough to be like, how far can I push this thing? Does anything else make any sense to you? No. For someone that would be in his position to just say, yeah. I will go home and watch Jeopardy. All I can winter. say this. <laughs> I once upon a time uh, offered a job, didn't really want to 
didn't really want it, but liked the job, didn't, just didn't really want it. And after discussing money, decided, what would I do that for? You know, after working it through with my wife and whatever, what would, you know, what would the number be? And it was a ridiculous number. But I went back and was like, this is what it would be. And they're like, okay, let's, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think that's kind of dubious here where you go, you know, if I'm going to be pushed around and kicked and have no autonomy, maybe after some thought, make it worth my while and I'll stay. If not, I'm happy to say no. But his gap was a lot shorter than your gap. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was a tight like, turnaround on the idea. Whether it's an additional no. six, five, four, and you are 37 years old, and I want to stress this. He's not Lou Lamarillo, who's around 80. Right. He's got he's got 30 plus years of prime time earnings. Yeah. So how does five, six, seven, eight million dollars? Uh, make a, a difference in your life when you are in this, I don't know. you know, for, for what should be a, a right. very long career. So, but by that logic, you should want to be with the team that gives you the best chance at winning, which is the thing that gives you the longest success. You can be Ken Holland if you've got cups. You guys talked about Shirelli. When were Holland's cups? Earlier than that, by a year or two, actually. But when you win, you get to have longevity and get hired for $5 million. Yeah. And so to do this, it should be more about what team has a better chance to win. And do the Penguins have a better chance than the Leafs? No, they don't. So I don't know. On that you know, premise, maybe he's missing the ball too. Are you, are you guys uh, – like? There, there's still a ton of stories coming out on like uh, pro Dubis in terms of uh, – I read the other day, I think uh, – uh, Jonas Siegel, mm-hmm. Jonas Siegel yeah. had an article out uh, in The Athletic, which I found very interesting. And of course, you know, I, I get it. He's got a job to do. And uh, and, and there's a, a certain angle there for sure. But uh, like he, he went in and talked to still employees at MLSE. And like, it's like the, the whole thing was like how everybody's still devastated. And of course, you know, when you, when you speak of that, you're, you're asking for people to be anonymous and right or because jobs and jobs are on the line i get all of that but i think one of his lines that just kind of blew me away was like uh they're all in mourning well that wasn't one of his lines that was actually no no that's right one of the lines that i read that uh he quoted uh somebody anonymously that said uh we're we're all in mourning i've got two thoughts on that and i'm like like that's a that's a what what a strong message yeah well, you know, hey, some people support people in sports. You know, all right, I'm a this, I'm a fan of this guy. I root for this guy, whatever. Dubas had disciples. You know, like yeah, he had people that would follow him to okay. the end. And so, hold on to that point. The article to me is is capturing that tone from those people inside, which is very real. It was just, you know, the guy but, who hired me and gave me a chance is gone, so I'm sad. But, I get that. But but people getting fired or traded let go sent to the miners waved like that's all part of the world that we live in in professional sports like yeah the most popular players in history have been traded yeah like mourning they no, thought it was forever mourning's, mourning's death yeah this is not death this is just a guy leaving and like it's rippled through the, you know, the office and they're devastated. They're confused. Like, like, can we not act like professionals here, people? 
It I, is a different. Go ahead, Sammy. I don't hate that people are feeling a little bit uncomfortable. No, no. I agree. This is not uncomfortable. Well, well, this it, is devastation. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I read that article too, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. No, we're not. We're I know, just having just, a. All of us like like we're not. Jonas, we're, and I know a lot of people no, felt that Jonas. that was right. It's, he's just the messenger here. Exactly. We're talking about, I, I'm focusing on the actual people in there yep. that are paid to do a job and are acting like their lives are over. I know. Like, you've got, you've got a job to do. Why don't you focus on your job and a little bit less of what everybody else's uh, personal issues are right. with their job? Yeah. I, I truly couldn't believe what I was reading. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, it's relevant. I had it sent to me several times. I, I was like, are, are you kidding me? How many, like, this is professional sports. You think he just has a job forever? What do you expect? Like, it's the number one hired and fired job maybe outside of ours I, I in, I in say, the world. I, I, go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Go I ahead. think this leads to a bigger conversation about what Kyle Dubas is to people. And he's not just a GM. He's like a proxy for so many things. So many people... Old hockey guys, you know, talk about him. Oh, this pencil pushing nerd, whatever. And then you got all the young people who, you know, are the analytics people who think he's, you know, Jesus well, Christ. But he hired them. I understand. So, yeah. So are they and often is, in their first? Is roles? this article a reflection of how insecure you are with your job? I think there's a lot of insecurity shown from a lot of people who talk about Kyle Dubas. That's a, that's a hundred percent it. Everyone, it's like reflected in him in some way. He's some he. he I don't feel like people ever just talk about him, the guy. It's always Kyle Dubas, the glasses. The, the other thing, too, is like this feeling like they've just lost Theo Epstein. Right. That's also very true. But a lot of people say, so Epstein, I think, was hired at 37 by the Red Sox and hadn't held the job of that magnitude yeah. before and eventually won. Dubas is being about to be hired at 37. I've seen people say he's ahead, ahead of where Epstein was this time. But that's your right. People are afraid they're losing Epstein here. Okay. Last time I checked, two world championships. With two different right? long-suffering yeah, he, organizations. He like, won, yeah. We're talking about a guy From 37 that on. won one round in five years. Yeah. And one game in the second round. He is not Theo Epstein. He may be one day, but he ain't leaving today that, like fear. he's Theo Epstein. No. No, you're right. You're right. The, the track record is not there to be this shook about it, but... Yeah. I, this is the I, the since we've been covering the Leafs, you can be <clears throat> on a street corner right now and learn lean over to the person waiting for the like the light to change. You can cross the street and talk to them about this, and they have an opinion. I was at um, Centennial last night after I played golf with you guys. I went and played with my wife. <laughs> you I, are strange. Well, yeah. but I went and played with my wife. She wanted to play golf, and I went and did, and we had a blast. But the at the starters hut, there was a group of. At maybe seven or eight people, men, women, legitimately screaming at each other about the Leafs. Like, top of their lungs yeah. being like, Matt, they got to get rid of Martin. Mar oh, Nylander's yeah. got to go. Keith's no good. They should not. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's a fever pitch. I dropped my kid off at school today, and there's three three teachers going into it about, you know, why Dubas left and what they got to do now. It doesn't happen like that during the playoffs no. here. You know, you know the, the talk about hockey. This oh, has been. It's a fever it, it's insane. It's a runaway fever. It is. I got a fever. <laughs> the only, the only solution is to win more hockey is, games. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to call Doug. Thoughts on the NHLPA now reviewing Kyle Dubas' relationship. Uh, 
apparently the agent that he had hired was part of the Wasserman Group, which also represents Austin Matthews. A lot of different agents have called the NHLPA and said conflict of interest. Yeah. So the technicality here is that by the book, if you have a certified agent with the NHLPA, you cannot use that agent if you have players at the same agency. Now, Dubas's agent isn't certified with the NHLPA. He's a golf guy, um, doesn't have a ton of hockey clients. I don't know but how many. Technically, he's not a, a member of the NHLPA. Right. Dubas is, yeah, but Dubas, GM's front office personnel can't have a certified agent. His agent isn't certified. So technically, he's okay. But there's an article, you know, Frank Saravelli wrote about it, and he, he, one of the GMs he quotes says, but it's understood that that's why we have the rule. You can't have an agent at the same yeah, agency. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, for for me personally, I think it's uh uh yeah, it's it crossed the line. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he's had this agent for how long? I assume it's always been but a thing. They're all under one roof, are they not? Like, I mean, and can so I, the concern can, can is the that... golf division come over to the hockey division and say, "This is what I'm hearing," or "This is what I heard," or so the concern that, and I'm asking you, not telling you. Yeah, the concern is that if you have an agent at Wasserman or a client who is, he's your guy, who represents you. The concern is that he could get other players at Wasserman to take less under the salary cap to help you yes. out. That clearly was not the case with anyone Dubas negotiated with. <laughs> we got Doug. Oh. Okay. For all you Off the Rail Friday fanatics, uh, we did track Doug McLean, and he, to be fair, he has told me where he is, but I didn't pay attention enough to remember it. Um, so I'm going to ask you right now, where are you? Well, as you know, I've always been a world traveler. Um, so I, and, and you know, I'm a very avid hiker. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm in, I'm in Portugal. Uh, and tonight we're actually for the next couple of nights, we're in the Duro Valley, which is the greatest wine area one of the greatest wine areas in the world um, and uh, without a doubt uh, just a spectacular place so we're at a we're at a spa resort here in the Duro Valley I'm just overlooking the river here now and the vineyards and I'm getting ready to go down to dinner and uh, we've hiked all day and just had a wonderful day I, my knees are a little sore my back's a little sore but other than that I'm ready to go I'm ready to go I mean I'm like uh, I'm like Dallas. I'm a little old. I'm a little slow. I'm a little hurting, but I'm ready to go. So let me ask you, we just prior to coming, you, you coming on air, we were talking about uh, the, the Kyle Dubas, Brendan Shanahan, Leaf scenario hitting feverish uh, uh, levels here in, in Toronto. It's got to be the same in Portugal. When you go to that cafe uh, on the corner, they got to be talking Dubas, Leafs. No? No. No, what's happening? I... I I come out on the first day in the hike, and a guy comes slides up next to me, big guy from, obviously, Montreal. He said, hey, uh, I won't say anything, but I know who you are. <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, well, okay. Like, who the hell am I? Oh, no, I, I know you. And then another guy, another guy in the next day in the hike slid up to me, and he said, I looked you up last night. Uh, I looked you up last night on the Internet, and I know who you are. And I, I, oh, geez. Anyway, Dubas, poor Dubas. The problem is he had a deal with the agents to pay them more, not less. <laughs> so 
that's the, that's the problem. You know, the Leafs are the ones that got screwed here because his deal with the agent, I, I'll give you, I'll give you the most you'd ever possibly want on this deal. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, I think, if, can you be punished for that? I don't know. Well, we're going to find out uh, much okay. drama about I'm gonna that. I'm going to tell you something. I just, I just, listen, I just read the leaked candidates. They're uh, Botterill, uh, Bergevin. Listen, it, t- let, correct me if I'm wrong here. When you make a big GM move like Shanahan move, to, I, I don't see how big it is. I, I, I like Kyle. I know he's a good guy. Seriously, he, it's not like he, li- I mean, he, he's not, I mean, he's not, I don't know who, but he's not the greatest GM in the history of the game. But now that you get rid of a popular guy, you, you can't settle for the names I'm listening to. You've got to make a splash. You've got to pull a Shanahan deal and go to an existing team. You look at the top three GMs in the game, or four, or five, and you go and you try to get permission to pry a top guy away. You do not settle for a second-hand GM-type guy. I'm sorry. So he better make a splash here. Mac, he better uh, make a splash. I, 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 heard, I, I don't I think Doug Armstrong's name. It's not like the Leafs can offer uh, compensation to get Doug Armstrong out of a deal, can they anymore? I, I don't know, but you gotta you gotta find out. They cross every dot. You gotta dot every I and cross every T, Kip, because you can't go with some of the names I'm hearing about, I'm sorry, or he's going to get fried. He's got to, he's got to figure this out and say, okay, I'm going to go after the, uh, like he did with Babcock. Oh yeah. Whether you like Babcock or not. Yep. It was a big splash. Whether you like Bab- what do you say, Joe? Okay. <laughs> does, does Jill want to uh, weigh yeah, in on this? So, no, she's meeting the friends for drinks and I'm, I'm, I'm screwing that up by being on. No, Jill, do you mind if I just stay on another minute with these guys? I mean, they're looking for ratings. <laughs> anyway, so, no, I kept, kept you believe, do you agree with me? He's got to make a splash yeah, here like yeah. he did. Babcock. I get it, strong. Maybe a little Lamorello-type splash. He's got to do something here to pry somebody away from a team, however he does it. Am I asking a question or is Doug going yeah. to have cabs yeah. off in Portugal? You, are we going to get you slapped in the back of your head soon or are you okay? No, you know, as you know, Jill's a big fan of the show. And she'll, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you okay, guys uh, want, I just, I'm, I just want I'm to good get with, you know. Your thought on the idea of taking a GM job, then immediately trading a superstar, whether it's Marner or Matthews or whoever it is. Like, is it possible? Could you, you know, can you imagine what that would entail? Because I certainly can't having not been in that's in those offices. Look. I, 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 not that it's the same thing, but I, I was in Detroit and there was umpteen offers coming in for Fedorov to leave Detroit. When Brian Murray was the GM, I was assistant GM and associate coach there. I mean, those, those, those are pretty big names, okay? Especially Iserman in that day and Fedorov, okay? Uh, you, you, you've got to hire the best GM possible, however which way you do it, by prying somebody away is what I'm suggesting. And you then let that guy make the call on who he moves. Does he move a Matthews? Does he move a Mariner? 
Does he move a Nylander? Who does he move? That's up to the new hockey guy, not Brendan, in my opinion. Brendan's a good hey, Brendan's a good hockey guy. We all know that. Where he's supposed to be. He's had a history. But listen, he's got to hire the most competent person he can hire, and then that's got to be the guy's number one job. Who does he move? How do you figure out? Kippy, you made a great point the other day on the show. How do you figure out Tavares? Maybe that's all you have to do. Maybe that's all you have to do if you can figure that out. But I, I just think it starts with hiring the best GM. And d- please, I, I, re- I respect all the names I've heard, but give me a break. They're not GMs of the Toronto Maple Leafs unless I'm drinking too much red wine in the Dural Valley. Sorry. Oh, we know that's going to happen real soon here. Uh, all right. We're going to let yeah. you go because we don't want Jill to be there's, too upset. There's no, uh, the greatest, the greatest thing about Portugal and the Dura Valley. Somebody told me there's no sulfites in the wine, which means you don't get a headache. Uh-oh, that's nothing but trouble for you. Hey, how come when we talk to, okay. how come when we talk to you in Florida, it sounds like, you know, we've got two cans with a string tied between them. And in Portugal, you're it's crystal clear quality here. Well, I, I sort of asked the hotel to, to ramp it up a little because I got to, and it's like my friends here that I'm with that I'm traveling with. They know your guys show really big. And I was telling them, look, I'm going to be delayed for drinks before dinner tonight because I have another opportunity to go on the real Kipper and Bourne show. <laughs> and, you know, and, and they said, Oh, no, 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 we'll, we'll, oh. we'll wait as long as, you know, that's, that's a big opportunity. So, all right, listen, me, if you- I'm serious. You guys with my hikers here, with this prestigious hiking group I'm with, you guys are big. And I didn't realize it. I, you know, I didn't realize it. Listen, if there's any potential Portugal general managers out there, bring one back here. I'm serious. This is a big, big decision. This is a big call. Brendan. Get Doug back. All right. You interested? Should we put your name on the, the board with uh, Botterill and Bergevin? Put me on put me on the board with those guys. That's for damn sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, go. Have a good time. Stay well. Stay safe. Thanks for joining us. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Hey. Hey right. guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Enjoy your it. next hike. And just not your shorts, okay? <laughs> All right. Doug McLean. Where in the world is Doug McLean? Um, God, I did he's I, so right. What's that? What he just said there about the splash. He's so right. See, that's what you're. That's what you were feeling at the yeah, top but, of the but show. What do you do? Go get. Hey, can we have Julian Breezebois, Tampa I, Bay? I, I, he's hyped about that. All you're gonna do is jack the price up for GM salaries in other cities. That's all you're gonna do, which is fine. That's what I'm saying. I I think True Living is fine. Listen, I've said that before, but those other names gonna, it scares me. I'm gonna tell you guys something. My feelings on Matthews that. Don't get caught up in the no move kicking in July first. I think it, in many ways, it's irrelevant. Mm, what? Like, yeah, I, if if he won't sign, yeah, and- if he won't sign, if he won't sign, you got to know why, right? right. It's got to be crystal clear to Brendan Shanahan that why you won't sign. So there could be three three reasons. Uh, money, term, or you don't like the direction that they're going in. Or the market. Whatever the case is, you don't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, then 
then we're going to work together to get you out because the last thing, Austin, you want is to think that you're going to play out your option year here and then quietly disappear because this market will eat you up and chew you out every day you are here. He doesn't want that. The Leafs don't want that. He's going to want to work with you to get a trade done because every day he's here past July 1st, no one will trust him. But I see your point, and I think it has merit that you could still conceivably move him even with a no-trade clause. I think you're, it, it, would great, you lim, it would greatly limit you because he would say, you're, I will facilitate but, it if you trade but, me too. But you're limited. XYZ. You're, you're limited anyways. How many teams out there today could trade for Austin Matthews as is 11-6? 31. 31 teams would move bodies to make room. No, not unless, JB, you've got reassurances that he will sign with you after his deal is done. Which means he's going to have to pick the team, which gives the other team leverage. But now you're now you're back to limited. There's no more. There's no 31 other teams anymore mm-hmm. because we know he won't sign in uh, Columbus, Edmonton, Columbus, Vancouver. We know that's not happening. So you are going to be in a position after July 1st to say, hey, listen, I, I would you sign here, here, and here? Because those are the only teams that are interested in doing a real trade. And you're down to a handful anyways. The best thing you have in your pocket is John Tavares to go talk to Austin and be like, Austin, I had a nine-year career with the Islanders. I was the captain. I won a playoff round with an OT winner, if you'll believe it or not. And they hate my guts. And, and I'm scared, to, I'm scared to go back there. Me. I, I, every time we go in there, yeah. I get the heebie-jeebies. Instead of retiring my jersey or celebrating me, I can't go in the state. You know, like, and it's so, you do have that. Where, where is, where is Austin. Austin there? And, and if Austin, deep down, if Austin did want to leave here, it's going to be ugly for him, too, down the road. Yes, it definitely would. That, that could have had a, a, an amazing career and bailed. But I just, I, I knew it would come to this. I know no one is getting traded by July 1st. No one is getting traded now. It maybe would have happened if Dubas was still here, but I the new guy's gonna come in, and I want to assess. And uh, uh, the new guy's gonna come gonna in, happen. and he has to smoke out Austin Matthews, and he's gotta look him in the eye, and Austin's gotta look right back in him and say, "Forget the noise, forget everything. Do you want to be a Toronto Maple Leaf?" And they'll say, "If the price is right." And I think... And that's part of the smoking out. Yeah. Okay. I, we, we did just talk about saying, I'll stay for a price. <laughs> you know, like... Is that... Do you believe that that's all it's going to be down to for Austin Matthews? If they, if the Leafs no. hit his price, no. he stays? No. Because I think there's way more to that. For sure. Way more to that. How much do you really like it here? Uh, do you see yourself... Living here, like, in for eight years, and are you are you comfortable with the the scrutiny and the media and uh, going to buy groceries and having to sign autographs, take pictures, or actually here get the power play going for God's sakes? Hey Reg, work on the power play, right? Yeah, like that's a yes or no. Are you okay with that? 
Do you want to be here? And the word, my intentions, is that just a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a door cracked open for him? It's my intentions to be here. Did he say that? Yeah. Sammy, was that the term? Yeah, I think. Listen, my, I, my intentions. Yeah, that that does void everything that comes after. I think he's probably just going to sign a massive contract on July first. Did Kyle give him a legitimate out to ease, possibly delaying? Oh yeah, this is the thing. Right? This is all going to get kicked down the road now. Because that's that's the feeling now. It's like, hold on, Kyle's gone. Uh, the vision's gone. But if he, like we've talked about, whatever day that was. If he is not signing a massive contract extension to be the centerpiece of the marquee franchise of the NHL because he's it's a different general manager. Oh. Okay, bye-bye. Now we're talking about trades because you're clearly not right for this market. I I'm of a believer that Sammy just summed it up beautifully. It's that simple. You want the you want like, I mean, he was given his cake and eat it too on the last contract, right? Like, he's been given everything in this market in terms of love he's been by the crushing cake. Live, li- he got he got the short contract. He got the big AAV. He's given every sponsorship opportunity. He's been given, you know, love upon love from the you know adorning fans. And even when they crashed out, people didn't pile on him as much as they should have probably in years past. And this is an opportunity coming up here to prove that you want to stay here and you want to be the centerpiece for the biggest franchise in the NHL, like I said. And if you're like, I don't know, but my buddy Dubis... I'm here all day, I guess. Wasserman is gone. Is ah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, man. Like, For what it's worth, he came out and leaves gear. He said, I want to yeah. be here, and, and that's, that's all he said since. So, prove it. Yeah. Prove it July 1st and signed a massive contract and stay with the Leafs. And right. this guy represents a mass in Leaf Nation Every day past July first, yeah, they they trust him less and less. I know, but it's May twenty sixth, and I feel like I hear him trusting him less and less. Let's get to July first and figure that out. But the new GM all has to also doesn't have till July first. You gotta you gotta talk to him prior to that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I do. But like I said. Uh, Past July 1st, you also got to say this is your risks moving forward is that if you think that you're going to uh, just pull a Tavares or uh, a Johnny Gaudreau and, and throw out some token lines to get you to free agency to just walk out that door, Leaf Nation's going to... Yeah, they're, they're gonna they're gonna destroy but that you. Mean, all you can't season. do it. I still people. I, I don't think city. he's got the stomach to stick around. Yeah. And, and deal with that Kip, all year. Kipper, there's still people, as you know, in this city that hold a grudge against Matt Sundin for doing that. You got two Matt, choices though. Matt Sundin's the greatest player in the history of the franchise, maybe, and he wouldn't waive his no trade deadline, his no trade clause when the Leafs were fighting for a playoff spot. He was in the final year. There's all the rumors about them being able to get Jeff Carter and a first round pick for him, and he wouldn't waive. He didn't waive. They felt they fell a point shy of making the playoffs that year. And then he didn't sign until midway through the next year with Vancouver. And he was killed for it. I will say, there's still people that hold a grudge against him. I am of the mind that you have to have him say to you in June, he's going to sign July 1st and then do it. Or he says he's not sure and you have to trade him. Yeah. And this is where... But Brad of, Tree Living got ahead of it. Someone's got to make Calgary, a decision with the new right? ownership. This is, new where, this is where Brad, Brad got ahead of it in Calgary. 
Yes. Forget about you what know happened why? Because Kachuk was fair to him, as and, Matthew and, should be and, here, and that's the new standard. It is for Austin. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk knew he didn't want to be there. Your new standard. Yeah. The old standard where Johnny Gaudreau and John Tavares got to fake it till they made it. You don't get that. You don't get that option. Yeah. Okay. Matthew Kachuk said it for you. For sure. Okay. Sammy, we're going to take a break. Yeah, for sure. I think that was a somewhat reasonable conversation that we had there, which is surprising. All right. Good for we're going to come after go. the break with some playoff picks. Oh, yes. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, you're watching and listening to The Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Covering the Blue Jays from an analytical perspective. Jays Talk Plus with Blake Murphy. Be sure to subscribe and download Jays Talk on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Bourne on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. What do you got for us, Sammy? Well, before we get to playoff picks, I thought we should maybe talk about the hockey for five minutes. Oh, sure. Yeah, played. sure. I, know, I know we should talk about Matt Kachok and his heroics, but has anyone ever been hit harder than Jacob Slavin got hit by, by Sam Bennett? His lungs have not reinflated since that hit. That, I, I was watching that, and like, that got me out of my seat. It's rare that anything in a Florida Panthers hockey game gets me out of my seat. That's that just real hockey. That's a guy that wants to win a Stanley Cup. Slavin flew through the air backwards. He just he he fumbled the puck a little bit, and that's it was how just, you get killed. It was that's just not... enough for. But no regard for human listen, life, I believe, is what Borny said I, in our group oh, chat. I just think that the one thing that I don't care what area you are, you're supposed to know who's on the ice and what they're capable of doing, and even if you fumbled the puck. I would hope that Slavin would have known that Sam Bennett's around somewhere, yeah. right? As as Colby likes yeah. to say, check the game notes, pal. Yeah. So, like he, and you're right. The way he fumbled the puck, he just had to look down at it for one second. It was like almost. I've, I've played. Clark-ish. I've played with guys where I just know that if that guy's on the ice, you are neutered. Yeah. You're done. You're done. I can see it. You're scared. You won't go near him. You won't go in his corner. You won't go in front of the net. And I get it. It's a safety issue. I know I can't win with you. But, hey, the good news is you'll be safe. <laughs> what What would happen if there's a loose puck in the neutral zone and Sam Bennett and Jacob Truba are going full speed in a race for it? Who dies? I don't know. Maybe I just uh Truba's just so much bigger. Maybe it's maybe just, the arena just implodes in on himself into yeah. a black hole. <laughs> What's different now than a hit like that 30 or 40 years ago is that there's 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 more, more guys people. who try to throw them. No, there's just more people so th- sympathetic to a guy being hurt or brain injuries and I get all of that. I get all of that, but that's what the game is still about. Well, and, the, and the playoffs are a reminder want to that change that people physical, want to change yeah. that for the safety issue. And I'm not here to debate that or saying it's wrong or it shouldn't be that way. I'm just telling you people like Sammy will pay big bucks to go see that hit. I saw something the other day that like, you know, Adam Silver thought that the basketball in the nineties was too physical. It got less physical, but they try to keep an element of that hockey has got less physical, but 
it doesn't translate as well. Our our sport needs that element. It's a more physical game, and it's the, better with it in it. The breathtaking skill with the looming threat of violence is what makes hockey. It's it, all brilliant. the more impressive to hang hang in there for a dangle when you can get your head legally knocked off. Yes, when yeah, when <laughs> you like, can do what uh, Bennett it's did. That juxtaposition legally. that's so cool and rare. I know that, and they're so the Sam Bennett's. Uh, Jacob Trubas, there's not that many of them out there anymore. No. no that- you know you know what's kind of fun? It's fun that the Leafs have one of them. Like, over the next two years of his contract, Jake McCabe will throw five hits that we talk about oh, for yeah. half an hour. For sure. Um, so, yeah. And Matthew Kachuk, three game winners in a four-game sweep. He's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I cannot believe the level he's hit. Never thought he had it in him. He's still not... The Conn Smythe winner up until this point. Bobrovsky? Yes. I mean, it is. He's not even in those games, though, Bob. Yep. Bob had a 970 in that round. 971. (laughs) 971. (laughs) That's stupid. That's stupid number. Yeah, like the goals he's scoring are irrelevant without the goaltender. All right. Uh, It's time to get to playoff picks here. It's time for playoff picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. And our friends at Bet365 have now posted... A special bet here. Who will be named the next general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh, boy. And the overwhelming favorite, prohibitive favorite, if you will, is Brad Treliving at minus 140. The I next, I'd bet that. The next closest is Eric Tulski at plus 350. No. Brandon Pridham plus, uh, so 10 to 1. Mark Hunter, 12 to 1. Stan Bowman, 12 to 1. Mark Bergevin, 12, 12 to 1. I can keep going here. Mike Gillis, 14 to 1. Doug Armstrong, 16 to 1. Maybe a little value there if he comes home for his dream job. Lawrence Gilman, Peter Shirelli, Jim Benning, Jason Botterill, Michael Fuda, mm. Ray Whitney, Ron What's Hextel, number? What's Fuda's number? 40 to 1. Brian Burke, 60 to 1. And Doug Gilmore, 80 to 1. So there Doug, you go. Doug McLean? No, he's not on there. Oh, I'm going to ask them to put him on there 100 to 1 with a glass of wine in his hand right now. <laughs> we only got a few minutes here. Let's go down the path. Of Mark Hunter because that one yeah. interests me a lot. Why you want to is, do this to your boy? Is there any world you see where Brendan Shanahan picks picks up the phone, talks to Mark Hunter, and say, "Yeah, that decision five years ago, not a great one. Not a chance." You talk but, about worrying about your own job. Is there a bigger self indictment than that? There's just there's no way he can pick up the phone and call Mark Hunter. He can't do it. Not after all these years. And, and, and you're going to lose. He thinks it's the best choice he can. And you're going to lose the own sound faction of Leafs Nation if you hire Mark Hunter as the general manager. <laughs> can't have the Hunters involved. No, for Hunters. Owen sound fan. no Mark Hunters Hunter can come in here, win a Stanley Cup, and you'll still hate oh, him because of your God. connections to Owen Sound. Kipper, that would be a very complicated day for your boy. Let's just say that. Listen, Sam, life's complicated. As you get older, it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big fan of the Hunters. Uh, we can, I'll digress on that one. And I just wanted to quickly, because you mentioned Conn Smythe, so I'll put this in here. Bobrovsky is still the favorite, which you're right. Okay. Plus 200. Matthew Kachuk, plus 325. But I actually thought at plus 400 here, Jack Eichel, that's a pretty good value for Jack Eichel. Because if the Vegas Golden Knights get through Dallas, if they win that series, which they're probably going to hear, and they win the Cup, Jack Eichel is definitely... The con He was favorite. really good last night. And oh, I think Jennifer Botterill last night showed a couple of uh, r- line rushes when it was like a hot knife through butter. Oh, his, so slick. Uh, they said, Galley said the number on the broadcast last night, but the number they're outscoring, out 
Like it's like yeah, he's he's plus ten to five on five. I think it's like fifteen five or yeah. sixteen five. They're killing the competition when he's on the ice. He's living up to his hype here. By like, sport logic, like offense generating plays, he's the top guy left at five on five. So that's an interesting one. If, I like Marcheseau there, though. Mar- you got a number for him? I do have a, a quick one. Marcheseau's got eight goals. He's clutch. He's, you know, a little greasier. A bit of uh, narrative with him being there since the start. Yeah. Good number two, 12 to one. Tempting. So there you go. That was Playoff Picks presented by Bet365. Uh, visit the app for all the latest odds, fellas. So what are we supposed to do uh, tonight? No hockey? Oh, I hate when you get to these nights of the year and there's no hockey. Did you uh, watch uh, last night, I think, Emily Kaplan, after the uh, after the uh, Dallas win, had uh, Joe Pavelski on the bench, eh? And she's like, oh, you guys must be feeling really good right now. And he had this look on his face like... We're down three nothing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just one game. You want to know the odds of us coming back? Yeah. We're just gonna go home and eat, and we're gonna pray for another win. That's yeah. it. Didn't he mention something about not having many of these moments left? I saw something like him oh, yeah? scoring that goal. It's like, even if you're still three, you know what feels really good? Scoring a playoff overtime winner, yeah. regardless of where you're at in the series. Like uh, that, you're not gonna have that yeah. many moments left. But they they got a little bit of that leaf feeling when it's like. Yeah, we you, you, you won the game to hang on, yeah. but this is going to be really hard. I, I he was a think... part of blowing the 3 nothing lead with San Jose? He was. When to they... Vegas? No, to, uh, to LA. LA. Yeah, yeah, LA. And it doesn't seem like Ottinger can hit Bobrovsky levels to carry this thing right now. I don't know. Bobrovsky levels. What are we doing? Really hard. Like He's going to have to flip a switch yeah. like we've never seen before for Dallas to even make this a series. He's a good goalie. You never know. Okay, our thanks to Doug McLean all the way from Portugal. I don't know. Guys, one hour is just not enough with you guys. <laughs> Let's go golf again. Let's go golf again. Alright, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit a rating and review if you get a chance or a like button for us.